Alrighty, welcome back. Another episode of Post Fades and She Stakes. This is episode 56. Got a little, uh, little NBA playoff preview with the usual suspects today. We got myself, Dakota, and of course, Tim. Uh, I'm repping the uh, Philly Unite shirt. Hoping the Sixers do well. Um, they play on Sunday. Who do we got? Ooh, Tim's the one repping, and only. Repping the Post Fades and She Stakes. You love to see it. I see you got a hat on your dome. Look at that. Oh, yeah, we got the, the Post Fades and She Steak hat, you know? We, we out here. <laughs> Listen, I'm excited. I'm waiting for my bucket hat. I can't wait. Yeah, we're we're you know always expanding the uh, merch. So cop it while you can. Yeah. Before we get to the playoffs, I wanted to. Uh, what what's your take on the uh, play-in? What do you think first season? Um, it's it's not a bad idea. Um, I like if I was a team that was an eighth and seventh seed, I would hate it because it's like oh, why. Course. Why do I have to play to secure my spot? I already have my spot. Um, I think it's an interesting idea. It might, maybe if they did like a three game series instead, um, well, it might, I mean, ta- might take too long. That, but... Yeah. I was gonna say, you can't push, but you can't, you know, give all the other teams a two week buy, you know, pretty much. Yeah. But... I, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not super against it. I do like how they, they handled it though. That like, you know, Seven A seed plays winner gets the seven seed, but then the A seed still has a chance to claim their spot back. Um, yeah. But and it gives the other two teams. It's I feel like it's better for the West because they are more competitive. Whereas the East, it was like, you know, those teams are barely over five hundred <laughs> that are yeah fighting for it. But I mean, I I, I like it because I feel like um, the NBA purgatory is, was that seven to ten seed for so long. It's like you're not bad enough to get the you know anywhere in the lottery but you're also not good enough to actually make a run in the playoffs um i thought it was exciting it brings another element you know makes teams compete to the end it's like well we're not gonna have lebron versus steph curry in the play in you know very much in the future i'd imagine but that game i don't know if you caught it but uh was by far more entertaining than any single one eight or two seven matchup i've ever seen like it was it was a good competitive game i like the one you know you basically have one game to win to keep your season going um and I, I like it i mean the bar wasn't really set very high for what they're replacing like yeah. I, I thought the two seven and one eight were just snooze fest i can't think of a single matchup i enjoyed watching uh those like it's the, the one and two seeds are just so much better than those bottom playoff teams mm-hmm. so it kind of gives you a little excitement before you go into the one and eight and two seven matchup yeah um i the other i feel like most of the other games were because i know like the wizards kind of blew up blew out um the pacers and then like the was it the pacers blew out um whoever they played so some of it was like good competition some of it not so much but yeah that that lakers um warriors game was was a lot of fun the now that it's now an iconic picture lebron uh hitting that almost half court three over curry um oh yeah i know i mean Listen, that was some playoff basketball, so I, I was excited seeing that. It was a good game. Uh, the Warriors definitely hung with them. The Lakers. I mean, Warriors, Warriors had the game. Uh, they were yeah. winning most of the game, and then they just, like, LeBron kind of took over towards the end a little bit. Yeah, but um, the Lakers put on that, uh, you know, playoff gear. You know, they're showing that they can ramp it up whenever they want. So, you know, I, I was one of the doubters. I know they had a lot of injuries going in, but I, I yeah. you know. It's hard to just ramp it up for the playoffs, but it looks like the Lakers are doing just that. Yeah, just, the, at the point they're, they're cruising, and then now they know to turn it on. Yeah, now that they're like mostly healthy, they're they're gonna screw up all these like historic stats about seven seeds in playoffs. <laughs> like, oh yeah, can they'll I, probably end up in the finals, and oh, first seven seed ever win. Oh, well. Can we can we take a moment to just pour one out for the Suns, who in the first time in I don't know a decade, fifteen years, they're relevant. Yeah, they mm-hmm. get the two seed. They got to be amped, and somehow you end up with the Lakers in yeah. the first round. Yeah. Like if I told you it was the Lakers versus Suns in the beginning of the season, the playoffs, you would just assumed it was two versus seven. The Lakers were two. The I'm Suns sure. have their best season in forever, and now they're going to get sacrificed to the defending champs in the playoffs. And the one time LeBron's ever a seven seed, like, I just that's that's pretty tough. That's a pretty pretty bad draw for them. I mean, when we did our um, predictions back in December when the season started, we had the Lakers like. You, me, and Nick, we had like a well, – I took all of our um, one through eight rankings for East and West, and we had like a consensus. And we had the Lakers at one and the Suns at eight. So they would have played, played each other anyways. That's but, what I mean. It's like you, you. this matchup doesn't surprise you. It just surprised you it's the other way around. And the Suns, yeah. you know, 
best season is going to be cut or cut short pretty early from uh, my prediction. But hey, we'll we'll see. Maybe Dem Booker, Chris Paul put on a show, but I I don't know about that. This is a tough matchup for them. Yeah. Um. So that being said, let's get right into it. Let's you want to let's start with the West, and we'll just get all the way to our final player in the West or final team, and then we'll swap swap to the East. All right, let's do it. So you got a front. Well, all right. Who do you have winning the play-on game tonight? Who's playing the Jazz in the first round? Oh, Warriors. Yeah. Another thing. The Golden State Steph Curry's. Um, Yeah. I mean, mean, decent production out of Wiggins. Um, And Draymond's still a defensive force, even though I don't really like him, but he's a great defensive player. Um, If they, I mean, if they had Clay, they would have. It's crazy what one, like missing one player can do for you. Like, I mean, look what happened to the Sixers last one. They didn't have Ben Simmons. They got swept by the Celtics in the first round. So. That's, that's true. I mean, the Warriors are, you know, they don't have a deep roster. They have a no. roster of, it, it's like what Bill Belichick said this year, you know, we were in a tough salary cap spot because we won three Super Bowls and we went for it. You know, the Warriors in the same boat, they yeah. went for it and had an amazing team. And the thing is, you don't really have much guys after that. You have your super, your three superstars and then the rest mm. of the young guys, you know, Wiseman went down early too, which, you know, hurts them size wise, but um, I do think the Warriors are going to win tonight. Um, I don't think they're going to beat the Jazz though. I think the Jazz, I, I yeah. think it would be a close series. You know, Steph's going to probably drop like 40 a night, and Green will be out there and uh, be a defensive pest, but I, I don't think they're going to be able to keep up with the Jazz. Yeah, so uh, the one seed Jazz versus AC Warriors. Uh, I, I have the Jazz in the six. I think um, – I feel like some people – like I normally a one seed, you get like, you know, everyone's on board with them. I feel like quite a few people are, you know – kind of against them and just because they're the Utah Jazz, but they have probably one of the more complete teams in the league. Um, you know, they're, I think, the number one defensive team. Um, you know, they can score. They spread the field, spread the court. So, yeah. They uh, remind me yeah. of uh, those those Hawks teams that were really good without Horford. Uh, yeah. And they were losing LeBron in the East. You know, they mm-hmm. were one seed. They were two seed. They were really good. They had great records. They were very deep. They had a great starting five. Um but you know what? They, they're missing that guy. They're missing the guy that can just take over at any moment. Um, the Hawks obviously could never get past LeBron. Uh, I, I think Donovan Mitchell is on his way to becoming that guy. I don't know if he's there yet, but they're a deep team. They've got a lot of scoring power. Uh, I think they are a little underlooked or, you know, I think they can make some noise. I, I my biggest worry for them are, you know, both the LA teams and just covering those big wings on, you know, but yeah, we'll I mean- see. Looking at looking at my bracket, they do have to go through both of them. So, um, but yeah, I have Utah in six. Yeah, yeah, me too. I think Curry will keep it competitive and fun, but I, I don't think they're going to be able to keep up with them the whole way. Um, next, we have the four seed Clippers at the fifth seed Mavericks. I have Clippers in five. I I don't know. Something about Dallas is not exciting to me this year. Um, yeah. I mean, Porzingis has been in and out. Luca's been, I mean, he's still been Luca. Um, but besides those two, like they need to, I feel like they need a third piece, um, like another big name to help kind of get them together. But yeah, I, I, I really, the Porzingis trade is really not looking great for them. You look on the other side and the Knicks kind of built something, you know, which is crazy. After Porzingis, like, I, you know, Luke is amazing and he's keeping them competitive, but, you know, Porzingis is rarely healthy. And again, it's the same idea as the Warriors. They traded a lot to go get Porzingis that they're really not deep anywhere else. You know, they've got Luca and they've got Porzingis, but Porzingis hasn't given them the second superstar minutes or games or, you know, scoring ability they hoped. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. The Mavericks have been a disappointing team all, all year, I think, to me. I, I don't think the Clippers are going to struggle at all. I think it's going to be pretty easy. I think Luca will put up a fight, but I, I – I would say five gentlemen sweep for the Clippers. I, I think they're going to be on a, I think they're focused this year. I, you, they got laughed See? off the court last year in the bubble, deservingly. So um, you hope they come out with a little fire and actually show that they want to win this year. Yeah. I mean, I, I, one of my, um, my friends was a, is a Mavericks fan. He said, honestly, that the Seth Curry trade when they lost out on him um, really took away some of their, their game and he helped open stuff up for Luca. So, yeah. Who knows? Um, this one I was kind of back and forth on. Uh, number three, Denver versus number six, Portland. Um, ultimately, I went with Denver in six, but I would not be surprised if 
Portland wins this series. Um, yeah. I just feel like Denver's – I think the Jamal Murray thing is finally going to catch up to them. Yeah. Because um, they played well during the season without him. But, you know, you can only go so deep in the playoffs without some of your stars. So. Yeah, it was a brutal injury. This was the toughest um, first round matchup in all the playoffs for me. Uh, you know, Portland's solid. I feel like they're the same team every single year. They're in that three to six range. Mm-hmm. You know, they could knock someone off in the first round. They might catch someone sleeping. But Denver is a shame because they, you know, Jokic has been playing out of his mind. I mean, you have an MVP candidate in Jokic, and then you yeah. have the most approved player in Porter. Uh, I think Porter's really stepped up and helped fill the void that Murray left. But, you know, the team, I think, is ready to compete. They're just missing one guy, and that guy's, you know, chilling with his knee in an air cast. So it's a mm-hmm. shame. But I think Jokic is on a tear this year. I think he keeps the run going. We'll see how far they go, but I do think they'll be able to get through the first round. Um, Portland just really, they really don't have anyone that's going to be able to slow down Jokic. Yeah. You know, they, can't, Cantor can't play defense. Uh, Nurchich, I, I think, will be in trouble if Jokic starts taking him out of the paint. I don't think he's going to be able to keep <laughs> up with them. And say a Porter Jr., you know, I don't think Carmelo's. 40 year old body or whatever he is is going to keep up with the uh, you know next generation scoring uh superstar here yeah so uh, you know I, I think it'll be a fun series it's probably gonna be the most fun series of any of the first round matchups yeah i mean it'll um, be exciting it, they will probably drop 15 some point so yeah it's it's the same idea with steph curry i think james gonna have to drop 50 i just don't think they match up real well with the nuggets yeah. uh, so I'll, I'll take the nuggets on that one okay and then the last game for the first round of the West, um, Phoenix and LA Lakers. Uh, this is tough. It fun. really hurt. I, I, I wish I could give the Suns a nod here, but I, I think, you know, they had a phenomenal year, obviously, and they have the makings of a good team. Um, I just, that's not their year. I think Lakers win this in seven. I think it, it goes seven. I think the, they give. Really? LeBron, yeah, I think they give LeBron the work. I think D book, I know Chris Paul hasn't really been a playoff. He hasn't been super clutch in the playoffs, but I think this is a good battle. Um, to old, like you know, old veterans. I think, I think Chris Paul's in his like 16th year. LeBron's in like his 18th. So, yeah, I. But I, I think they, yeah. I think it's a I think it ends up being the best series of the first round. So really, see, I'm the opposite. I don't I don't think. I, I don't think the Lakers were thrilled about having to play in the playing game at all. I think they're going to try to get this tied up and move on pretty quickly. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think Danger and Aiton is ready for Anthony Davis. I really think that's going to be a tough cover for him. And I mean, LeBron's, LeBron? still, LeBron's still a little banged up with his ankle and now his eye, so. Yeah, you know, listen, he I, – I was watching the game. I saw the hands of the face and everything. You know, then it, it lingered on for the next 15 minutes that he couldn't see, and he was seeing three rims and everything. You Somehow know. made a shot when he was shooting at three rims, but okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. His theater, I'll give this to LeBron. There is no basketball player that I can remember that is just has got the, the theatrical ability of him. Like, he makes everything look so much more difficult. You know, the fadeaway three, yeah. oh, it's one thing. The fadeaway three in front of Curry, that's one thing. But it was because he was seeing three rims because he had his eye gouged out by Draymond Green. Yeah, he, I, mean, I remember it did, it did look like afterwards that his eye was not normal looking, but I yeah I do think he exaggerated a little bit. They I mean they all do they all they do. It's not as bad as like you know European soccer exaggerations, but it's well there. that wasn't even the worst one. What about the one? Um, it was the charge that he took that they they charred uh, they challenged uh, the Warriors did, uh, and yeah. like it's like Le- LeBron you, you jumped in the air <laughs> and then you, you act like you got hit by a truck, but you know what? He is the best at when it comes to that. He makes fouls look King. like fouls. He gets the calls and he makes them look like they're uh, fouls every time. Yeah. And you know that's a, it's a it's a skill. You know it's a it's a skill and ability. James Harden does it well. You know these players that can get to the free throw line by you know maybe indulging a little bit. It'll always help you. All right. Uh, so I think we're pretty much in consensus for this first round. So <clears throat> moving on, then we have our semifinals so we have the jazz versus the clippers i'm still sticking with utah i think jazz in six i don't i don't think this clippers team's ever going to win anything <laughs> i don't think Kawhi and paul george are going to get it together this fool me once shame on you fool me twice shame on me 
It'll be shame on you. I'm going <laughs> to, I, I, I listen, I, I had the Clippers in, in the finals last year. I don't want to spoil anything where things are going, but God. I'm buying in that they actually get it done this year. I like the Ibaka pickup a lot for them. Okay. Yes, yeah, um, nice. they picked up uh, Rondo, I think in the middle of the season, mm-hmm. Lou's, Lou's been coaching while well. he's got them interested. This is the year, man. If they, if they lay an egg again, I, Paul George, you, you are just, I, I'm taking him down a level. Kawhi Leonard, all the hype and hoopla from the Raptors. It's you're off that pedestal now. I I'll buy into them again. I think they're going to beat the jazz mostly because, and I've been saying the jazz don't have the wing defenders to um, match up with LA, you know, Gobert Gobert is now going out there and covering Paul George or Leonard. Um, I don't see Ingles, Clarkson, Donovan Mitchell, any of those guys really going to be able to answer them. Um, I think it's going to be tough, but listen, they got the, they got the guys that have been there like Rondo and Ibaka. I think they're going to keep them motivated. I think Tyloo has been doing a great job coaching. I'm taking the Clippers. I, I think this is the year they put it together. They've heard the not the you know the laughs and the mockery of all last year, you know. And if they do nothing, and they fall on their face again this year. Then you, you can't t- defend them anymore. That's just that's who they are. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if they beat the Jazz, but I just think Utah. Um, like I said, they have all the right pieces. I feel like right now, um, and it's just a matter of like you said, if Donovan Mitchell can be that um the guy that can close out the games and stuff so we'll see um and then the other game denver and the lakers i have lakers in six um like i said before i think this is where the jamal murray effect is missing yeah and i think the lakers while you know they're also injured but they have their both their superstars so um i think they find a way to to close it out um it probably goes like you know, back and forth the first few games and the Lakers kind of finish it up, but. Yeah, I, this, this is a tough one because if Jamal Murray, Murray was healthy, I probably would have taken Denver. Um, yeah, I, I do would. think it's at some point, I think this long run in the playoffs last year in the bubble, the early season this year is going to catch up to the Lakers, their veteran team. Um, but the way the kind of um, the bracket works out, like I think the Suns are the, an ideal matchup for them in the first round. And then, you know, the Nuggets without Jamal Murray is also an ideal matchup. They just – Denver just – I think is going to struggle to defend the Lakers. There's not much defense on that team. Um, so, without Murray, I don't think they're going to score enough to keep up. So, yeah, I'll go L.A. Give us L.A. versus L.A. in the Western Comets Finals. What we've been waiting for since George and, <laughs> uh, and Kawhi Leonard have gotten there. Yeah, so you have, you have Clippers versus Lakers. I have Jazz versus Lakers. Um, I have – Ready for this Utah in seven. I like I said, I'm, I'm riding the Utah train. Um, you know, I, I think Gobert is going to be able to take care of you know three to fives. Um, and then he'll help you know, help out with AD and LeBron here and there. Not going to be able to stop them fully, you know, yeah. but definitely would be uh, like I said, they're not they were the number one or number two defense, I think, statistically this year. And I just don't think. I mean, based on how LeBron played against the Warriors, I mean, he wasn't exactly lighting it up in the first half. I know he went for like well, you know, third or fourth quarter. He started getting warm, but yeah, I don't know. I still think that ankle is going to bother him. Um, I don't think he's he's definitely not fully healthy. AD is still kind of getting back into it, um, but I think they'll have enough to get this far because of those two elite talents. But I think this is where their the road stops at Jazz and seven for me. Fair enough. Yeah, I, you know, watching that Lakers Warriors games, they did look bad. The whole team looked bad, I, except besides Caruso. You know, the one guy who was saving them apparently. They, they were down half. by like fifteen at one point. Yeah, it, it was really rough, especially with oh, for Anthony Davis, LeBron, and Schroeder. Um, but you know what? They they ratcheted up and were ready to go in the second half, and they were a problem. Yeah, I do like Schroeder. I think he's a good. He was a good addition to that team. Oh yeah, of course. You just you just hope that he gives you what playoff Rondo was giving you last year, though. That's the only difference um but yeah i the lakers i think are gonna be in a tough spot here the the clippers have so much height you know if you think about it they got morris leonard george batum he's kind of well past his prime but he's got some height and uh abaca yeah they kind of stole the um the the formula the lakers used and just went big and then Mm -hmm. you know just play bully ball defense pretty much 
I think that the Lakers are going to have their hands full, especially if you figure you could put Abaka or Leonard. I think Leonard will be able to handle Anthony Davis, even though he's given up a couple inches. Mm-hmm. Put George or Leonard on LeBron. They have uh, the personnel to go D up. And, you know, this LeBron's, you know, he's superhuman, but he showed a little kryptonite this year with his injury. I think this short season, this off season is going to get up to him. And I think this, you know, after a couple rounds of the playoffs, this might be the time that, um, it starts affecting them. So I'm taking the Clippers again. If they form, if they make me look like an idiot two years in a row, then I'll take everything I back. I said, how many games does it go? I'm going to say six. I, I, I think the, the Clippers, something about them makes me just feel like they're going to be on a rampage this year. This is a, pro, you know, prove it tour. They, okay. they really, they had a, they looked terrible last year. If you figure factor in, they lost the three, one lead and then were eliminated. You know, after all the hype and all, you know, all the all the noise surrounding an L.A. versus L.A. Western Conference Finals last year and you just fell on your face and didn't get there. Yeah, I think this is a, a revenge tour. So you know, okay. we'll see. We'll see. Um, so I have the Jazz in the finals and you have the Clippers. Uh, then moving on to the East, let's start with our hometown team, the Philadelphia 76ers, the one seed versus the eighth seed Washington Wizards. Now, I will say right off the bat, the Sixers pretty much have, I would say, a cakewalk to the Eastern Conference Finals. But yep. of the four teams in the play-in tournament, the Wizards were probably the last team I wanted to face. I thought the Sixers would have been fine with the Celtics, although they would have been swept the Pacers. Um, and then who was the other team? The, was it the Hawks? No, the Hawks. Oh, Charlotte. The yeah. The Hornets. They would have swept the Hornets. Um I'm a little worried about Washington. I still think the Sixers will win. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it goes six games, but I'm going to say they'll they'll lose one game. And then, so Sixers in five over the Wizards, but I'm a little worried. See, I, I am complete opposite. I, you know, the Wizards. I don't know. Beal and, Beal and Westbrook have been cooking. I'm a little. Yeah, but Beal's got that hamstring thing and he, he does look like he's a little gimpy. Um the one team I didn't want to play in the play were the Celtics. I know they have the Brown injury, but you know what? I've seen the Celtics beat us so many times in the playoffs. I, I didn't want to deal with that. That was just – they did one of those teams that just has the, our number. Yeah, but the Celtics are like the Warriors. They're a one-man team right now. Like, a couple of good players, but it's like it's oh, Jason Tatum. Two-man team. I mean, Kemba's still there. If Kemba – Kemba could always become Kemba at any point. And he starts dropping 30 a <laughs> night, that's, that could be an issue. Yeah. But, I mean, listen, I, the playing teams, I really wasn't worried about any of them. The Wizards, I'm not worried about them either. I think this is going to be a sweep. I don't think there's going to be any so. worries. They're, the Sixers, you know, luckily they had that one seed pretty much locked up like three games before the season ended, you know. So yeah. I think they they were able to take the foot off the gas pedal, get themselves ready. They've had some time off with the playing games. I think they're going to be locked in. Doc's going to have them ready to go. Um, I'm not expecting any issues. Does Now the real question is, Joel Embiid and Russell Westbrook fight in the middle of the series. Does that happen? I hope so. I get my popcorn ready. I, I would hope so for. I want some <laughs> a little attitude. I want to, yeah. you know, I want to. I would. Lo- I would love to see a little fire. Like I think if Embiid gets like, I mean, it, he's been coming off as being very motivated this season. If he can come in, like you know, determined, um, I think it'll be a huge difference. Oh, if we can go out there, sweep the Wizards and one of John Bede's arch nemesises, and he <laughs> and he gets a little chirpy, I'm I'm all for that. Get a little yeah. attitude. This is the. Uh, I'm not saying the Wizards are the team to worry about, but you are going to have to, you know, bring a little attitude and get a little gritty later on in this uh, playoff tournament. So I want to see it. I'm expecting yeah. a deep run. It's got me excited. So, you know, first yeah. seed in a while. I'm excited, but I'm, I'm nervous. But uh, moving on, we have the uh, – who would have guessed this matchup? Number four seed Knicks versus number five seed Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> yeah, surprisingly, that's... surprisingly, I'm taking the Knicks in six games. I think this matchup's a toss-up. I think either team could win. I just think um, the Knicks are surprisingly balanced. Um, they really play as a team. And I think, you know, they got tickets going to Madison Square Garden for $1,000 for, like, the nosebleeds. So <laughs> they're excited well, over there. Do you blame um, them? Because you never know. This might be the only time they're in the playoffs in your lifetime if you're a New York Knicks fan. Who knows? It's not a – this is like Haley's Comet. It only comes around, like, once a decade or so. Yeah, but I mean, Julius Randle is playing really well. I mean, even Derrick Rose is playing really well. Um, so that's good. I, I like seeing Derrick Rose do well. Um, 
Yeah, I just think it's the pieces are coming together, but I mean, will they get past the Sixers? Probably not. Will the Hawks beat the Knicks? They could. Um, never know. But I'll take I'm taking the Knicks in six. Like it. Now, since of the four and five scenes in the East, what, before the season starts, would it have been more likely if I asked you that the Hawks and Knicks will be drafting four and five overall <laughs> than it was that they're the fourth and fifth seed in the playoffs? Uh, I mean, not the not the Hawks. I thought the Hawks um, had a good chance of – I think when we did our preview in December, I said they would be like eighth, ninth, um, tenth within that range in the Eastern Conference. Um, I can't remember if I actually had them. In our, in our like joint prediction, we did not have them making the playoffs we had. The Wizards at the eight, Pacers at seven, Raptors at six, and then the other usual suspects. But um, no, I mean the Knicks. I've out of all these playoff teams, I mean I, I never would have predicted the Jazz to be a, a one or the Suns to be a two, but I definitely did not see the Knicks making the playoffs. So <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Suns were probably the biggest surprise to me. I, I am actually. I mean, I saw the Suns and Jazz like as playoff contenders. I did not have the Knicks as playoff contenders to start the year. So yeah. I, to me, I don't even know if I had the Suns as playoff contenders. Maybe play-in contenders, but yeah. I, I, I who, who do you have in that in the Hawks matchup then? Next Hawks. Um, they announced you know Cam Reddish is going to be out. He's not going to make the first round uh, for this matchup. I think that hurts. I, I like him. He's a good young player. Mm-hmm. I also think Thibodeau is going to come up with a nice defensive scheme to slow you know the Hawks down, mostly Trey Young. Yeah. Um, I'm a little wary about the Hawks' defensibility, so I do think the Knicks are going to be able to pull this one out. Um, and they're also, I think, more of the veteran team. You know, you, Randall's been around. D. Rose has obviously been around. Thibodeau's a very experienced coach. So the Hawks are on the rise, but not not winning the playoff series. I got the Knicks. Fair enough. Um, next game we have, honestly, this this one, like I said, I, I think Suns-Lakers is going to be a good series. And then this one out of the East, I think, is going to be the best East Eastern side series. Number three, Milwaukee at number six, Miami. This is look, if Jimmy gets hot, I'm terrified. But yeah, um, I still think I think on the other side, you know, Giannis has a lot to prove. I love yeah. the Drew Holiday. At first, I was kind of like head scratching about that trade, but I think he's gonna be uh able to get them another game or two. Um, so I'm gonna take in a in a long series, I'm gonna take Milwaukee in seven over Miami. Feel that, yeah. I, you know, Miami definitely showed. I think the Lakers and Miami both showed this year that they were a little, they were affected a lot by that short off season. Neither yeah. of them really had a great regular season. Obviously, the Lakers had more injury issues, but, uh, um, yeah. I like I said with the Clippers, the Bucks are on notice. They better get it. This, the all the eyes are on them. They fall fallen on their face a couple times now, especially against the team that beat you last year. The, this one has got to be one they need to win. Um, the Drew Holiday pickup was nice. Mostly, I, I underestimated his defensive ability. I think that he's, he played incredible defense this year, and yeah. I think he could be a real difference maker guarding Jimmy Butler. I don't know if he's going to stop him, but slow him down. I think better than what anyone was doing last year. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, all the eyes are on Giannis and the Bucks in particular. You know, he signed the contract, and they've got really nothing to show for it besides you know a couple you know his MVPs, but no team success or no deep playoff runs. So. I'm going to take the Bucks. I think they win the, the, the first round series. I'm going to say five, six. You know, I, I don't think we two. I'll go five. I think they're going to try to get this one wrapped up and done and have their sights on Brooklyn in the next round. Bucks and five? I, you know what? Listen. Wow. The noise is there. Don't act like they're not listening to the noise. They went and gave up a lot to go get Drew Holiday. They've fallen out of the playoffs early twice now. Um, last year being really rough by getting knocked off by the heat out of nowhere. Um, you know, this, the regular season doesn't matter anymore for this team. It's a playoff only team. You know, it, it, what matters is what you do in the playoffs, the seating you get, the MVPs Giannis wins doesn't matter. So I I think he's going to be on a revenge tour. He, he needs to, at least just like the Clippers, you know, the pressure is on. I don't see any, uh, lack of day school performances. I I see them going after him. the Heat have been iffy all year, so uh, I think it's a tough matchup for them to start. I'm going with the Bucks. Yeah, I mean, I think the Heat have just been – they have not been fully healthy at any point most of this year. 
which is why they're a six seed. Um, I actually got into like a Twitter beef when the Sixers lost to the Heat last week. Look at you. Because they were uh, some some of these Heat fans are just so full of themselves. They're very much like, oh no, no team wants to play us, you know. Um, <laughs> I was just like, just I forget what I said. I said something like they were talking shit on the Sixers. I was like, oh, how's that? How's that fifth seed treating you? You know, even though they, I was like, you guys, we, we took the series from you two to one. Why are you, oh, well, we were hurt. You know, Jimmy, I was like, injuries are part of the game. What are you, you making excuses now? Like, you know, yeah, we got swept injuries. by the Celtics without our, one of our best players. You can see us crying about it. Like, I don't know. Fans, like of, every fans of every team. Fans of every team. Put them yeah, in gotta, their place. Put gotta, them in their place. I love it. Don't worry. Don't I'll go. I'll, if the, if the Heat lose in the first round, I'll go back and, and talk more shit. But you <laughs> know what? Put the Viking braids on and invade all the Twitter sphere with all the Heat fans. Attack every one of them. Yeah, I mean, we had we had uh, my friend James on oh, a couple of like months ago on an episode, and he's a Heat fan, but he's a respectable Heat fan. He understands that you know there's a reason they're the sixth seed. Um, but uh, yeah, at that at that point, I think there was no reason for him to be talking up the Heat at all. I don't even think they were. <laughs> no, the he was not. He was not very hyped on the Heat, yeah, heat at that time. Young. I they mean, were... Tyler Hero. I don't think this is the same hero from last from the bubble and Butler is still a little hurt. So that's why I'm leaning towards the bucks in the, in the first, but yeah, moving on our last game of the first round, the East is the Nets and the Celtics. I think the interesting matchup, you know, Kyrie playing his old team, but um, I think you get like one 40 point game out of Jason Tatum steal a game from the Nets, but ultimately Brooklyn in five, I think is, Sweeper yeah, five. I, yeah, I don't oh. think there's gonna be any issue. Uh you, we could say five, but I, I think I think them and the Bucks are both gonna be looking at that, looking ahead at that second round matchup and probably trying to get the first round series wrapped up as quickly as possible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they just they you know, unless Kemba and Tatum are both dropping 40 a night, I, I don't think they're gonna have the firepower defensively. They they have literally no one to stop Kevin Durant. That's yeah. a tough matchup for any of they really don't have much size. Um, and the size they do have, none of them have the skill to keep up with him. So I, I don't think it's going to be very close. Yeah. Um, with that being said, let's jump right into the, the semifinals game. Milwaukee versus the Nets. The game everyone is – I mean, this is a series everyone's excited because it's, you know, both teams should be there. Um, you know, Brooklyn's big three, can they put it together? Giannis, can he finally prove all, you know, the haters wrong and make it to the finals? Um It'll be a good series. I think from what I understand that their big three is healthy. So healthy yeah. enough. Um, I, I got the Nets in six. I don't think, I don't think Giannis and the Bucks have enough to fight this team. Um, I don't know if Giannis will ever make it to the finals, but especially with the yeah. Sixers and the Nets, like getting a lot better. Um, but we'll see. I think this is going to be a tough series. I, I have it going seven. I, I think that I, the Bucks, you know, the Drew Holiday pickup, I think was great defensively. You know, Same. he's playing really well. Um, he'll probably be on an all-defense team this year. That's mm -hmm. going to come in handy. You know, you're playing Harden or Kyrie. You know, he's not going to be able to stop either of them. You know, they're too good to be stopped. But slow yeah. him down. Now, Giannis on KD. That, that's a matchup mm -hmm. I like. I like Giannis covering KD more than I like KD on Giannis. So, it, That'll that'll determine the the series, I think. I think those two titans going at it. You know, he won Defensive Player of the Year last year. He should be able to stop the best players in the league. You know, mm -hmm. if he can slow down Durant, maybe make it a series. You know, the Nets aren't a very deep team. You have those three, which are incredible. I know, but you know, if you can take away maybe one or two of those options, you know, give yourself a chance. Um, but with that said, I know the Bucks beat them in the regular season a couple times near the end of the season. I uh, I don't even think the Nets were interested in basketball at that point. They were just waiting for the playoffs. So yeah. I do think Brooklyn's going to win. I think there's just too much firepower for them, to, for the Bucks. I don't think they're going to have the scoring ability to, to keep up with them unless they can really lock it down defensively. But I think it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be a tough series. I think it is going seven. But it's just it's a tough second-round draw to be playing Brooklyn. Um, so I'll, I'll take Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, and then, again, so this is why it was so important for the Sixers to get that one seat, so they didn't have to oh, play absolutely. both absolutely. Brooklyn and or Milwaukee. Um, so I could be a sweep, but I think you know 
maybe the Knicks take one game, Philly in five. Uh, brooms out. Yeah, brooms twice. Keep don't don't put away your brooms. Would, after I would the love series. a double brooms. That'd be great. Oh come on! Once you won the war for the you got the number one seed. You you knew it was going to be a cakewalk up until you play Brooklyn. The only the only issue with the fact that it's uh, if there are both sweeps and it is a cakewalk, you know, are the Sixers like throttling them? I hope because you go play at teams like the Knicks and the Wizards, and then you go step up at the big boy table and play the Nets. You know, that's not a you better bring your A game. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not worried at all. I think this team's locked in. I think Doc's got them locked in. I this is so. why you wanted the one seed, was to cruise through the first two rounds and then play the big boys. And um, I don't see any issues. You know, I, the team hasn't really looked like they've lackadaisical or lazy like they looked with Brown. You know, there were yeah. some times where they just – they were Embiid was out of shape. The team didn't care. Like, they just didn't have a burning desire. This year's looked different. They fought. They look good. The chemistry's there. They're veteran. They have veteran leadership. Um mm. I think the, the Danny Green pickup was great. I love the Seth Curry pickup. The George Hill pickup, even though we haven't really seen him very well, is I think going to come in handy in the playoffs. Yeah, I think he'll be used a lot in the playoffs. It's, I, I, I'm excited. I, I don't think there are any issues. And then we get to the good part. Yeah, so, I mean, the, if the Sixers don't make it to the conference finals, this year was a fail. Um, if they don't make it to the conference finals, I'm burning down the NovaCare. That'll be a infuriating i don't know why you would burn down nova here that's where the eagles practice, i'm sorry but... yeah my bad my bad <laughs> well it's we, we, too far we can, away i didn't feel we like can do that at another time <laughs> yeah um yeah so i mean so now we got number one seed sixers number two seed brooklyn nets um it's gonna be a great matchup i'm excited um i thought a lot about this and i think this is the best sixers team we've had in a while um, like you said, I think they're playing really well. Um, Doc's got them playing hard. Embiid, you know, right in the running for MVP. Ben Simmons in the running for Defensive Player of the Year. Um, I just looked up the the stats, so I was incorrect about the Jazz. The Jazz were third in defensive rating. Sixers were second. Lakers were number one. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're gonna need that Ben Simmons, you know, being able to run over the field because. And he's probably one of the better players who can guard one through five. Um, oh, yeah. Because of his lateral speed and stuff and how athletic he is. So we'll see how he can handle Kyrie and James Harden. And even if he gets put on Durant, you know, we'll see what happens. But it, it pains me. It really pains me to say this, but I got Brooklyn in seven. I think it's going to be a great series, but I think I think the Sixers are missing like one more player. Um, Fair enough. Because I, I think what's going to happen is if they can take away Embiid or limit him to like 20 points, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and if they're not shooting lights out from three, because we're not we're not even – I think we're like 25th in three, point, three points made and stuff like that. They don't shoot a lot of threes. I mean, we have, you know, like you said, Seth Curry and Danny Green. Um, Matisse can throw up a three here and there. Um, but uh, it's got me a little worried about that. But I just don't want them to be limited, um, and I think that might – that might be the the factor because if they take out Embiid, Ben can't shoot outside. Then you limit us to an inside game. But if Embiid's not scoring inside, you got to rely on three shooters, and we don't have enough of those. So, yeah, we'll see. I, I got I got Nets in seven. I I did have Sixers originally, and then I said I can't be a fanboy here. I got to be honest. So, fair enough. Look at you. Huh? I'm proud of you for putting your fandom. Up. So I got it's Jazz sad. versus Brooklyn in the finals. Okay. I, uh, I do think this is going to be a long series. I'm saying six or seven. Um, it's going to be tough. I mean, the Nets are pretty much built to put up like 150 every single game if they want yeah. to. It's an all-star team. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? They I, Again, I think the George Hill trade is going to play huge dividends in the playoffs, especially against Brooklyn. Look at who you can throw at them defensively. You have Danny Green, great defender. Tybal can't do anything on offense but he's a great defender he's oh, yeah. I, I would put him on an all defense team this year he's so such a good defender his steals his active hands incredible oh, george hill george hill is a playoff veteran defender ben simmons is you know he's 610 but he guards guards he can guard Kyrie. he can guard james harden those four guys are going to get minutes and they're going to be on a rotation they're going to be switching constantly i think that's you know this is how you answer Kyrie and james harden you can't one-on-one them one guy is not taking out either of them you yeah. take four of them and you rotate them all game. You take them on switches and you stay active on them. I like us there. There is no answer for Embiid on the Nets. 
DeAndre Jordan gets put into timeout every single time he has to play him. He bullies him around, knocks him whatever way he wants to go, and DeAndre Jordan spends all game getting fouls and putting his dumb face on his, you know, looking at the rest like, oh, me? What? No, no way. What did I do? There is no answer there. Kevin Durant isn't going to slow down and beat either. I'm not worried at all about that. I think the Aldridge retirement, I don't know what he was going to do for them, but it's a big body. He's a veteran. He could have probably helped, but he's not there anymore. I've seen DeAndre Jordan get undressed by Embiid plenty of times to know that's not going to happen. Durant, the other way, a little bit of an issue. I'd like to see what Embiid can do defensively on Durant. You know, I, I don't, you know, if he can hang with them, I don't know. If Durant takes him out to the three-point line, that may, might be a problem. Like you said, maybe Simmons is the better answer there. You you slept on Tobias there, man. You were like, oh, we have three, we have no one to I score. Did. Tobias, Tobias is look solid. I'm saying we have good players. It's hard to you know mention them all. I, I really, yeah, Tobias really stepped up his game. I think that that's the Doc Rivers effect. Um, yeah. So, will he take I, over a game? I mean, he did a couple times during the season, but I don't. We'll see how he does in the playoffs. But yeah, here's the, here's the other thing: is this those three have not played together at all? James Harden, Durant, Kyrie. They're three incredible players, mm-hmm. but they have skill sets that require the ball at all times. And they really haven't figured out how to make that work yet because they haven't played together. I have no confidence in Steve Nash. What has Steve Nash done as a coach this year? He's he's defended Kyrie Irving when he disappeared randomly throughout the season and made up injuries every other post press conference. That is what he's done as a coach. He's made up injuries to defend his players and come up with ridiculous excuses for why yeah. Kyrie's not playing basketball. Um, I don't think he's prepared to coach in the playoffs or in a big game like this. I don't think he's going to make a difference. I think Doc Rivers is going to coach his ass off. Um, I, I think the Sixers win this, man. They have a good veteran nucleus, a good defensive team. It's going to be tough. You're going to need big games out of Embiid every single game, but he looks like a different Embiid. We're going to need what he was doing against the Raptors without the games where he wanted to take off because he was out of shape or sick. And I don't see that from Embiid. I see him locked in. I see him ready to go. I think he's hungry. I think this is a different Embiid. I think Doc's going to have a great game plan. And I think you have the defenders to not stop them, but slow down the net superstars. So I think it's the the Sixers. It'll go six or seven, but it's going to be the, a great series. But I do have the Sixers. I, I think they can beat the Nets. I mean, I think they can beat them. It's just, I don't know. I, I feel like if the Nets, unless, I think the only way the Nets don't make it to the finals is if they beat themselves. So if Kyrie mentally is not focused, if Durant misses which, a game or two, if, which he did say, he if did James say Harden that. is taking way too many shots and throwing up bricks, uh, which he's he's done before, because um, that's I forget James Harden is not has not exactly been you know clutch in the playoffs. Like he's put up a lot of points, but he hasn't really won anything. Um, and I mean, same can be said for Doc Rivers though. I mean he he you know obviously won a title with Boston, but uh, his Clippers playoff success wasn't great um but we'll see i mean on the the other side what has steve nash done no that's what i'm saying i'm saying for the nets the only thing that's working against them is the fact that this team is new to each other um so i could i mean i could see the bucks even beating them if they're not all focused you know oh yeah absolutely. i could see i could see after this year the nets being like you know a force for quite a few years to come and being in the finals many times but yeah i think this as far as the best chance to beat these teams right now, the Sixers will not probably never get another opportunity like this with the current talent they have. So fair enough, but yeah, I I think East goes through Philly and Brooklyn. So we'll see what happens. The Nets almost reminded me of the Clippers last year. Remember the Clippers, they sat out a lot of players. Their starting five played like a game and a half together. Mm-hmm. They you know, thought they could just put it together and cruise through the playoffs that they just had to get through the regular season. And in the end, it, you know, them not playing games together and not having chemistry and really not being pushed or show any real desire. Mm-hmm. It came back and bite them in the ass. They lost in the playoffs. They caught, got caught sleeping. And that was with Doc Rivers, a championship, probably Hall of Fame coach. Yeah. He couldn't even get them going. What was Steve Nash going to do? When, when it gets to the nitty gritty and two minutes left in the game, his own team, Said, well, I don't know. Maybe Steve Nash isn't coaching game five. Kyrie Irving said that he coaches every once in a while. So maybe that game Kyrie Irving will be the coach or they'll switch to someone else. I I just think defensively and depth, the Sixers have them beat and the coaching, they also have them beat there. They won't be able to, they, you know, they can't score like Brooklyn, but if yeah. you can slow them down enough, I think that, that this is a series they can win. We'll see. 
Um, I hope so. Uh, so we have, I have Jazz versus the Nets. You have Clippers versus the Sixers. Um, back in December when we did our predictions, uh, you had the Lakers versus Sixers. So it's good to see you're still sick, sticking with the Sixers. Um, I had Lakers versus Celtics and Nick had Lakers versus Celtics. Um, oh, that didn't age well. No, I mean, the Jalen Brown injury didn't really help their cause and they have not really been playing super well as a team. Um, yeah. I mean, they made the playoffs, but, um, and then the Lakers have just been riddled with injuries. Um, I mean, they lost, they had no AD and no LeBron for quite a few games. So that's why they dropped all the way to the seventh seed. But uh, I mean, all in all, you know, I think the season, this was an exciting season for the NBA, you know, the Knicks being relevant, the Jazz and Suns, you know, taking over the big boys of the Clippers and Lakers. Um, yeah. But to our finals games. So, like I said, I have Jazz versus Brooklyn. And I think the Jazz, like I said, they play a lot of – I had them playing at least six or seven games every – all three series. So, I think, you know, they get to this point, it's going to be another six, six or seven games. Um, but I, I think – I think if they get past Philly and Milwaukee, two strong defensive teams, I think they'll be able to handle the Jazz. Um, and I think it'll be too much firepower with Kyrie Harden. Like I said, they all need to play well for them to get this far. So I'm, I'm predicting that they do. So I got Brooklyn in six over Utah. Oh, okay. So you're, you got the Nets winning their first uh, first season as a super team? First season as a super team, and then everyone is put on notice and they're terrified because Brooklyn's going to be back year after year after year. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Well, all right, so I have the Clippers versus the Sixers, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. Do we have? Do we get a parade? Do we get a parade on South? South Listen, Street? it's going to be it's going to be a tough matchup. It is uh, definitely a tough matchup. I think the Clippers are going to be, like I said, I think this is the year the Clippers put it together. They, you know, they got laughed off the bubble last year. And really fell on their place. It ultimately cost their coach the job, you know, and Doc. And ironically, he'll be coaching against his former team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Clippers have a ton of size, I, I mentioned, and they have the wing players that can be an issue. You know, the the Sixers, I said, have great depth defensively, but those are mostly guards. You know, it's great yeah. for Harden and uh, and Kyrie, but Danny Green, Tybal, um, um uh, George Hill, they're going to be tough covers when you go against Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, and they got the height there. Uh, Abaka obviously was an issue for Embiid when we played him against the Raptors two years ago, and yeah, Leonard kind of suffocated Simmons there as well. And I think it hurt Simmons ultimately that he was getting covered so you know so aggressively on defense when we played in that Toronto series that it kind of hurt him offensively and kind of slowed down the whole game for us. Um, so real tough for them. But you know what, baby? Ring the damn bell. I can't have God. the Sixers in the damn finals <laughs> in my make-believe playoff prediction and not pick them. Doc Rivers is going to go double birds up, be like, you all suck. You got me fired for nothing. I miss my L.A. life. Let me just go win a ship in Philly. Pray down Broad Street. Don Bede's going to take his Mack truck ass, bust it over Serge Ibaka, dunk on Markeith Morris, <laughs> drop his nuts on his face, put him at two fights in the playoffs, he fights Russell Westbrook first round and fights Morris in the championship. And Kawhi Leonard saunters off into Nowhereville, doesn't make any ridiculous shots. Simmons bodies him up, and Paul George goes back to irrelevant playoff P, sucking again in the playoffs, putting an asterisk on his legacy. And the Sixers take that beautiful trophy, break all COVID bearers. You know what? COVID is eliminated when we start partying down Broad Street. And the Sixers <laughs> bring us this title, baby. It's a different year. Brett Brown is gone. Finally, Doc Rivers is here saying, you know what? Your team was so stacked. You had an idiot coaching for so long. Look what I can do in my first year. Party down Broad Street. I'll be there. You'll be there. John Bede will be there. And the goddamn Larry O'Brien trophy will be there. Let's go. I think it's this year, man. I haven't felt this jacked up since, you know, maybe the uh, the big four was good when we had Butler there because that team, I think, was the best we've had. But yeah. This team, they put it together. All the criticism, all the critiques you made on the other years, bad coaching, laziness, uh, lack of shooting, depth, it's gone. I've seen them play this year. All the stuff that I would critique them on from before is gone. I feel great about this team. I love what they're going to do. Give me anyone you've got. We're going right through them, baby. I have no issues. Embiid's going to average 40 a night. 
Simmons will somehow average a double-double, but in steals and just blocks. He's going to be a defending nightmare. Baby, wow. we're bringing it down Broad Street. I feel, I'm jacked, man. I feel great. We got that one seed, and it's got us so nice. If we had to go through the Bucks and the Nets and then whoever's in the West, that's a tougher gauntlet. But I love how everything's set up for us. I'm ready. I really hope we don't lose to the Wizards now. <laughs> like I said, we lose the Wizards. I'm burning down Novacare and the Sixers pack. Okay. Just no. as a warning to the Eagles. I like I like how I'm I'm realizing now you kind of made like a a story out of this playoffs. You got you I'm know, a storyteller. You, yeah, you got Doc Rivers going back in the finals to play his old team. You got yeah, Embiid getting revenge on the claw for that oh, yeah. shot, you know, oh, Kawhi yeah. had over him in the game seven to bounce in four times. So that's that's Clippers, a nice little storytelling. I like it. The Clippers picked up a Baca because they were like, you know, all right, we're going to, we're, we're championship contenders. They, they didn't get that mind out of their, you know, that thought out of their head. Mm-hmm. So, like, let's go get a Baca because we know who's going to be in the finals. Yeah, you know, this is before James Harden ended up on the Nets, but they knew the Sixers was going to be relevant and in there. So they went and got a guy who has been a problem for Embiid. You know, he was a huge issue for them in uh, Toronto when they uh, lost some two years ago. I think, oh, no, Marcus Sells on the Lakers. Never mind. But I think it's – listen, I, I like the Sixers' chances. I like it a lot. I do, too. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's just got a – I mean, the number one seed fell into place, so hopefully the rest of the playoffs will fall into place. So, That number one seed was huge. That was yes. the first step. It basically, the way I look at it is really the first seed is like a bye. Because look who you're going to play. You're going to play the Wizards and the Knicks-Hawks, you know, winner. Yeah. None of those teams should really threaten you. The Bucks and the Nets have to play each other in the second round. You basically get a bye through the second round. True. How many, uh, how many games does it go? It's gonna be it'll be a long series. I, we, I do. Should I mean, we have a, a game seven John beat over Kawhi buzzer beater to win the title. I, Can I you imagine? <laughs> I would, would sell my car and like take out a loan, do whatever I need to to get the uh, top shot of that. Oh yeah, that's that would be so like. I mean, it probably won't happen. It's a very specific thing to happen, but it'd be nuts. But, you know what? I mean, I do have my hesitations. You know, the Clippers are a tough team. I mean, all the yeah. things I said before I went on my rant do apply. Um, the height. I, mean, I think if the Clippers if the Clippers get to the finals, I think they're determined enough they'll win it. Um, but I mean, I, I like the Sixers' chances against like the Jazz or the Suns a lot better. Oh, well, of course, I, I, I think the Clippers are much better than both those teams. Hmm. But, all right, so that is our championships i have brooklyn over utah tim has philly over the la clippers so we'll see what happens hopefully the sixers play well i just want them to play well i mean if they lose in the in the eastern conference finals in like a seven game series i'm not gonna be happy but i'll be satisfied i guess so no 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 we will not be satisfied for anything that isn't a title because you are right I think this year they could get, they could beat the Nets because they really haven't put it together yet. They're still, you know, learning on the go. The Nets will be a problem going forward if they keep those three. Because yeah. then you're, you're going to get the ring chasers. I mean, look what they did in the buyout market. Wait until they go into free agency and start bringing in some ring chasing veterans. Well, They're going to be a tough team to contend with. You need, you need to win this year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think the Sixers can get better next year. Um, but this is the best team they've had in a while. And the rest of the teams, like you said, Brooklyn's are going to be their biggest challenge, and they're not even fully meshed yet. So that's why I'm saying, even though our talent isn't the best of the teams in the playoffs, I think this is their best chance. But we'll see. Um, as far as the awards go, so we have um, three finalists for every uh, award, all six of them. So MVP finalists, we have Steph. Curry, Joel Embiid, and Jokic. NBA Defensive Players of the Year, we have Rudy Gobert, Draymond Green, and Ben Simmons. Six-man, oddly enough, there's two Jazz players, so that's interesting. Jordan Clarkson, Joe Ingles, and Derek Rose. Uh, Rookie of the Year, LaMelo Ball, Anthony Edwards. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton, I always mispronounce his name. Um, And then Most Improved Players, Jeremiah Grant, Michael Porter Jr., and Julius Randle. And Coach of the Year's 
Quinn Snyder of the Jazz, Tom Thibodeau of the Knicks, and Monty Williams of the Suns. Um, I think, um, I mean, MVP finalists and Coach of the Year finalists are probably the most close, like the closest bunch, I feel like. Whereas I think yeah. some of the other ones are a little more easy to pick. Um, when we did our consensus midseason awards, we had Ben Simmons, Defensive Player of the Year, uh, Quinn Snyder's Coach of the Year, LaMelo Ball's Rookie of the Year, Jordan Clarkson's Sixth Man of the Year, Julius Randle's Most Improved Player of the Year, and then Joel's MVP. So it's cool to see that all those players made it to this yeah. you know, second half of the season where I'm still in the running. Who do you have for... So let's start at the end. Who do you have for coach of the year? I'm still sticking with Quinn Snyder. I think what he was able to turn that jazz team around from, I forget what their seed was last year in the playoffs, but he got them playing so well. I think that was a, is a good choice too, but give a slight nod to Snyder. Um, yeah, I, I would agree with you. It's mostly because the, the jazz are, I, I don't remember the rank off the top of my head, but they're like top five or top three, I think in defense and offensive efficiency. Yeah. So that is, that's really impressive. Uh, they've been pretty much the best team in the NBA all season. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I'm going to go with the, uh, the jazz. Uh, I Monty Williams is a tough second, but is it bad that I kind of want to like take a little bit of the credit away from Monty Williams? Cause uh, Chris Paul is basically like a coach on the floor. Like yeah. if Chris Paul was eligible, I'd probably vote for him for coach of the year, you know? Yeah. But uh, I, you know, the, the Jazz have been – they've been the best team by far all year. And they're doing it, you know, you just said they have two guys. They have two guys in the running for six-man of the year, but no one in MVP ran, running. That's that's good coaching. You know, it's, you're, you're, you got a good rotation. You're bringing guys in correct. You're call, coaching up good schemes. I, it's impressive. So, uh, yeah. I'll definitely go Quinn Snyder. Okay. Uh, most improved player. Uh, I think Michael Porter Jr. made a nice run late in the season towards this, but – I think Julius Randle has, you know, just been a stud all year. Um, I'm, you know, really shocked. I never thought he would become this kind of player. Um, I actually had some stats that I was looking at. See if I can bring him up real quick. So he, his like averages went way up from obviously last year because that would indicate that he was improved. But uh, yeah, he went from 19 and a half points to 24 um his three-point shooting went up from 27 percent to 41 percent um you know he made the all-star team you know it's one of five players this year to average 20 points 10 rebounds and five and a half assists like and that's in company with Jokic, Giannis, Russell Westbrook's bonus like he really improved his game um I think he's got a good nucleus around him too that helped facilitate that growth but I would give the award to him I wouldn't really think too hard about it yeah, I mean, um, Porter really – he had a good he had a good season, but he really came on strong after Murray went down. Randall's mm-hmm. been doing this all year. He was an all-star. Um, I, I, I'd give it to Randall. Porter put up a very good valiant effort at the end, and he's really played well. And um, I, He's going to be a player going forward. If they can get help Murray back 100% next year, they're, they are a strong team. Um, but, yeah. yeah, I'll give it to Randall. He's been solid all year. He's, he's turned around – him and Thibodeau turned around a train wreck. You know, oh, yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, so if you're talking about just an improvement from your team, the Nuggets are kind of still in that same general area they were last year, um, but the Knicks were bottom feeders that are yeah. now relevant. So I'll go Randall. Yeah. Um, rookie of the year. Um, I could see the argument for Anthony Edwards. Um, I really I, – I wouldn't be a surprise if he won, but I, I'm still sticking with the mellow ball. Um, you know, it, his stats were just – better than Edwards was for most of the season. Um, I saw one stat here. So he was besides Kawhi Leonard, Jimmy Butler. Um, he was the only NBA player to average 15 points, five rebounds, five assists, and one and a half steals while also playing 70% of the team's games. So, yeah, I, I feel like this one's been pretty easy as well. I mean, you could say Edwards just because Mello missed some games, to be honest with you. I don't really think, um he's had well he's had a stranglehold i think on the rookie of the year award he's made the hornets relevant they were you know in the plan um the timberwolves kind of continued to be the bottom feeders they've been for the last decade um and 
you could say what you want about the injury, but it took Anthony Edwards a little bit to get going. So the first part of his season was hardly rookie of the year worthy. Uh, Lamelo's just been, he's been a stud since he's coming in the league. Um, I think we've even mentioned it in the preseason predictions. You know, he's just a, basically a veteran as a rookie. He's been playing pro ball for so long and he looked like it. Um, so I, I think it's Lamelo, even if he missed the games, he's been too good when he plays not to give it to him. Yeah, my, my dogs are trying to argue, I guess, Anthony Edwards on what's going on. All right, well, Timberwolves are of the dog family, so I can understand their argument there. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, I, I just think, like you said, even with the injury, LaMelo just meant more to that team. Um, yeah. Great facilitator, you know, scoring, even defense was better than Anthony Edwards, so. He made no. them so much – yeah, he made the whole team better. Like, yeah. you know, Terry Rozier was a complete bust of free agent signing until, you know, Mel came along and he's looked, he's looked pretty good this year. You know, he was doing much better than he ever did beforehand. Yeah, I agree. Um, as far as sixth man of the year, I'm still sticking with, uh, you know, Jordan Clarkson. Um, you know, he's just probably one of the more efficient bench shooters this year. Um, I mean, he, got, he played a lot too. So he was almost a starter. I think he played almost like 27 minutes um, yeah. per game. And uh, let's see. He led the NBA in most three-pointers and most 20-point games from a reserve player. Um, you know, those are two huge stats to, you know, for your camp, like, you know, to make your case for six-man of the year. So, um, yeah. And he shot really well too. So I I think his teammate was, was good as well, Inglis. And then, you know. I don't know. I, I just think Derek Rose had a nice season too, but I don't, it's weird to consider him a six man of the year um, being a former MVP, yeah. but yeah, I'm going to stick with Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. I'm going to go Clarkson. He, he reminds you of, uh, you know, the, 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 you know, quintessential six man. He's a scorer off the bench. He reminds me of young Lou Will. It was the definition of six yeah. man. You know, yeah. I think he's, he's made a, uh, an incredible career out of being that six man. And uh, Clarkson has been great. You know, he's, he, at times he's their leading score on the best team. So mm-hmm. um, I, I'm going to go with Clarkson as well. All right. And then uh, defensive player of the year. Uh, look, I get Rudy Gobert, you know, great defender. Um, leads a lot of stats, you know, for rebounds and defensive rating and blocks, which are important. But I feel like he he's phenomenal at guarding like three to five, whereas Ben Simmons – has shown all season that he's been phenomenal guarding one through five. Um, you know, obviously Gobert would be better against, you know, those big men, but Gobert is not going to cover, uh, you know, a guard. And I've seen Gobert get dunked on plenty of times this year, get, you know, m- made look a fool, you know, I'm sticking with Ben. I think Ben Simmons wins this. I mean, I would give it to him. I don't know if he's going to win it, uh, depending on who's voting, but I just think he's more versatile. I think he's, Showing how strong he is, how quick he is, um, you know, and he's providing off well, not great amount of offense, but you know, he can provide that spark on offense too. So, yeah, I uh, it's weird. We are all in agreement here. I, I, I'm yeah. going Simmons as well. You're, I mean, it comes down to exactly what you said. If I'm taking one player to guard from one through five, it's Ben Simmons. He's he yeah, does it better than anyone else in the league. He and he can honestly guard Kyrie Irving, Damian Lillard, mm-hmm. CJ McCollum. He can go on the wing and take on I've, Leonard. I've seen or, it. <laughs> yeah, Paul George, whoever you want on the wing. And then, you know, he can go down low. You know, he can guard most centers. Um, he's His versatility is incredible. Um, he's very active. He gets, you know, a ton of steals. He rebounds the ball really well, gets blocks. He, he does it all defensively. Yeah. Plus, you know what? I, I'm still a little bitter of Gobert. He shut down the whole world during COVID. I'm not giving him a single award. This that's, bum, you know, get out of here. These stupid little COVID spreading, you know, sports ending world halting go bear. Get your bum ass out of here. All right. All right. You need at least another season till we get over that. Fair enough. Um, <clears throat> so all of our picks have been exactly how we predicted them back at the middle point of the season, which is cool. But unfortunately for MVP, I have to go with Jokic. Um, if Embiid wasn't didn't miss any time or missed a lot, like you know, he missed a little bit of time, so I think that hurts him uh, as far as you know making 
stats and credible, you know, excuses and stuff like that. But um, I really wanted to give it to Steph, actually. I just think he's you know, literally dragged that Warriors team into the bubble or into the playoffs. Um, yeah. But I think Jokic will win it. Yeah, I um... – if it wasn't for Embiid missing those games, I would have easily had him as number one. But yeah, the problem is like I look at Embiid and Steph, and I'm trying to come, you know, I'm trying to come up with good arguments for them to be <clears> MVP <throat> to make up for the fact that you know Embiid missed games and the Warriors been pretty much irrelevant. You know, they really haven't had a great year, even though yeah. Steph is the scoring champ. Um, but Jokic is just his numbers are incredible. He's been playing amazing, and then you factor in, you know, Jamal Murray went down and he still kept them afloat. Like they really haven't fallen that much in the standing since he went down. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of think I just made him look more valuable is one of your best players went down and he still kept them going and his numbers haven't dipped. He's playing, he's playing just a brand of basketball. We haven't seen, we haven't seen a big guy yeah. like him just run an offense like this and so efficient. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Embiid's been dominant all year. The Sixers have been the one seed and Steph's got the scoring title, but really it's, Jokic hasn't given you a single reason why he shouldn't be um, the MVP. He hasn't missed any games. He hasn't slipped when his teammate went down. Um, So it really gives you no reason not to pick him. So I'm going to pick Jokic. I think he deserves it. He's played great all year. He's played a ton of minutes, you know. Um, But, yeah, that's that's who I got. Yeah, I mean, I love Embiid. I love Steph. But, I mean, Jokic led the league in double-doubles. The the best player efficiency – which actually ranks top 10 all time in the NBA, which is pretty nuts. Yeah. Um, he was top 15 in, you know, triple doubles, assists, rebounds, points per game, steals. Like he had a phenomenal year. Can't take that away from him. Um, I, you know, is Embiid better? Who knows? Is, I mean, I, you know, being a Sixers fan, obviously I'm going to say I like Embiid more than Jokic, but can't deny what Jokic was able to do this year. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, Steph's a good argument, but your main argument for Steph is like, you know, he won the scoring title. But Jokic was also averaging like team 26. Well, yeah, but Jokic is, I think, averaged like 26 or something around there, um, if I'm not wrong. So it's not like he was. Yeah, 26.2. Yeah, it's not like he wasn't scoring. You know, mm-hmm. he didn't put up the 32 or whatever Curry was, but, you know, he was, uh, that's still a very impressive. He, game he, he almost averaged a triple double. Uh, he had 8.7 assists per game, 10.9 rebounds, and then 26.2 points per game. So, yeah, pretty just, damn he's giving you no reason not to pick him as MVP. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's our, it's pretty much a wrap on this, uh, this episode. Tim has the Sixers beating the Clippers in the finals. Yes, I have, I do, baby. I have the Nets beating the Jazz. And then we both have, uh, Oh, we were all we were all the same on our award picks. Um, so we both had Jokic winning MVP. Um, yeah, it's exciting. Um, I think it'll be a really competitive playoffs. Um, I don't think we'll see as many sweeps as normal in the first round. I think it'll be a little more competitive, but we'll see. We'll see. Any final thoughts? Just get ready for the parade down Broad Street. Get ready for the parade. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody get your rally towels ready. And uh, so oh, for a nice Sixers run here. Let's do it up. Sunday at 1. Sunday at 1. Be, be there or be square. Be there or miss history. All right. I will talk to you later. All right. Peace. Peace out.